Welcome to Satisfied, a podcast hosted by me, Ashley Pardo. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, business coach, and former private chef. Satisfied is all about finding fulfillment, confidence, and peace in your body, business, mental health, relationships, and life. If you're an introspective, deep, and sensitive woman, Satisfied is for you. I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's get into the show. Hello, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, Today, we're going to be talking about the calorie deficit that I've been doing, why I'm doing it, and some insights that I've had around it. I actually shared a post on Instagram earlier this week about it, and there was some engagement, some questions with it. So I know that many of you might be on a calorie deficit or wanting to do one, meaning you want to lose weight. I will be talking about all of that um, before... We get into that reminder that Sweet Heat, my eight-week strength training program, uh, opens for enrollment this Friday. Uh, That is February 23rd. Uh, If you are on to the waitlist only. So if you are on the waitlist, you will get an opportunity to enroll with a discount and you will also be able to enroll in Blossom Body, my other workout program, um, and get those at a bundle. And if you run both of them twice, you get six weeks of workout programming. So stay tuned for that. I also have a new nutrition offer coming next week. Cannot wait to share that with you. Uh, Something that I have been thinking about doing for a very long time. And I can't wait. Uh, And what I'm going to be talking about today kind of goes into that because you all know that I follow a macro-based approach. I actually found a lot of uh, freedom in macros just because, one, they get results. Two, you have data that you can change. And three, you're able to, there's an all foods fit mentality. I think when you start tracking macros, you begin to see like, oh, some food is expensive, uh, meaning that they take up a lot of macros and you begin to learn portion sizes and all of that. So I like following a macro-based approach with a little bit of an intuitive um, intuitive vibe, <laughs> let's say. I That is why my method is called intuitive macros, obviously, but it has been over a year since I have done a calorie deficit. And even before then, I would say in the last like five years, I have maybe done one like three times, this one, including one of them. And the reason that I've done them is because I have over the last five years really prioritized strength training. And I have taken myself through uh, different periods of nutritional periodization, which there is a whole episode on nutritional periodization that I did. I will link that in the show notes. But I basically wanted to maximize my food to gain muscle. And as your training age increases, meaning the longer that you've been training, the harder it is to put on muscle. Therefore, as time goes on, you need more food to do that. So if you, you're just starting to lift and you're in a calorie deficit, you will put on muscle 
like that muscle will be created through resistance training, protein intake, and all of that because it's a new stimulus. But as the years go on, it gets harder and harder. So when I reached like, I don't know, year three or four, it was required for me to eat more food. And when you go through a period like that or a bulk, you, which again, a bulk is not like you just eat whatever. Uh, it only takes a few hundred calories more. It's like two, 300 calories more. In my case, I did eat a little bit more than that over the holidays. Um, and you, you, when you do that, you will put on muscle and fat. So what I'm doing now is taking off the fat that I put on. I put on about over the last like say six months, like eight pounds, which on my five, three frame is, uh, is felt. (laughs) Let me just say that. So I preface this like for you to not, to try your best not to compare yourself to me, um, for you to know that our bodies are different, but I do have a size that I feel best at, that my clothes feel best at. And I know that I can get back there and to feel my absolute best, like amazing in my clothes. And I have felt this way that that I have felt that way this whole time, but I know I can feel a little bit better. And I timed that with, uh, you know, obviously my grief and mourning my dad. And um, the last calorie deficit that I did was like last summer-ish, spring, April, May, uh, part of June, And I was also like, I had a lot of activity because I was moving and I decided to do it and I got in really good shape. Like I felt really amazing last summer. And then because of everything that I was going through, I again, decided to do the bulk, really was training. I wasn't even as consistent with training as I wanted to be, but now I am back in the deficit and let me tell you, this is probably the hardest one I've ever done. Um, Even though I'm eating enough food and I'm going to share, obviously, that's why we're here today, my insights and just some real talk about this because over the last few months, I definitely had some of my like comfort eating habits creep back into a level that I hadn't felt them in many, many years. And it had to do with the grief, like maybe like just a little bit of like mild, maybe like I knew that depression was like kind of like rearing its head a little bit, especially while I was on my trip, which again, you never really know what people are going through. And I did share this with you guys (laughs) uh, as I was going through this. And it was just hard, like the holidays, it was just really tough. And I just, I don't drink and I didn't have my edibles. (laughs) Real talk, I do take edibles sometimes. And I just found myself, like it was just so easy to like, you know, just sort of comfort eat a little bit more. And also to knowing that I was like on a bulk, just knowing that I could like not pay as close attention, right? Like if I wanted to have cake for lunch, which I did a couple times and I did that in New York one time and I did it in London. That for me is just a terrible idea to do that. Like that's another insight that I've been having lately is like, you know, I think sometimes we make ourselves feel bad with food and I would do that like with full ownership and with full like honesty and like everything was done out in the open. Like I was doing it knowing that I was paying attention to doing it. Like it was never like 
I was fully checking out. It was like, oh no, I want this comfort and like I'm going to do it with full presence. Um, so no numbing, I would say, even though I had the desire for that, it was more so like, yeah, I want to do this right now. And then I just like feel terrible after I do that. So like when I have like baked goods for lunch, like I don't really go to the bathroom the next day. I feel starving for the day. So I'm really honestly reevaluating that, which I have done that, this habit for many years now. Like many of you have seen me like eat, you know, I would get like a donut and a half at Sidecar when I lived in California. And like I would do that often. And it worked back then, but now I'm finding myself like more sensitive to these things. So I think like adding in the mindfulness that I'm having now has really shifted things for me. So when I talk about the calorie deficit right now, for me, it's not just about the numbers. It's also like a spiritual process in terms of like ruthless honesty and mindfulness and presence and being honest with myself. Because as I went into the deficit, because I really found myself like, oh, okay, like, it's time. You don't feel like you're starting to like teeter a little bit. Like, you know, jeans are fitting, like they're just fitting. And um, I didn't, I don't like that feeling. And it was, again, full honesty. It was just like a little bit scary for me to let those habits go away when I had had them for the last several months. I'd say like from probably like my dad passed away in August, like September, October, November, December, I was also dating during this time. Um, and you know, I think that that is a hard thing too, because when you're going out, you, you, you know, I would have a drink, I would like eat stuff that I don't normally eat. You partake in like getting ice cream or whatever. And, um, you know, that was just like, okay, like I'm just doing this and having fun and then also training and making it count. But, making the shift to like not have this outlet for my comfort to the biggest degree was like, whoa. Um, So I share this because this is the reason that so many of us like don't want to do a calorie deficit or it's hard to lose weight because you do have to look at yourself very, very closely because for many of us, me included, creating a calorie deficit, which that's how you lose weight by you know, taking in less calories than you burn because that is science, right? Um, we we know how to do it, but we don't want to do it because it requires this like next level awareness and attention and really looking at our habits and also sitting with ourselves when we're not, when we're, when we want to eat, when we're not hungry or knowing that we might feel a little bit hunger at, at the end of the day, which is normal in a calorie deficit and it's not a time to eat, that's a very uncomfortable place to be. But now that it's been about three weeks for me that I've done this, I feel like I have gotten out of that habit that I had sort of developed, which again, normal. Like I I just need to say that, that like if you are going through something that is deeply traumatic, that it is normal for these things to happen. I think we just have to stay aware. You have to like stay on it and realize what is happening because it could easily backslide into like months and months and months of just like blindness and then waking up and being like, oh my God, what's happening? But I knew what was happening this whole time. Obviously, like this is my life's work, you know, and I think you can be conscious and your body can fluctuate and like all of those things are okay. But when you want to feel better, it requires this sort of discernment and attention and 
it's uncomfortable. But now that I've, it's been a couple weeks, I feel so much mentally stronger. I feel my internal resilience uh, returned. And I think that this is also a choice when we go through hard things where we like give yourself the period of like having the comfort time. But then at some point, it like, for example, if I had continued on the bulk for this whole year, like that wouldn't have been good for me. And I, it would have, it, I think it creates just like more disempowerment for yourself. And it can, it, it can be a little bit of a mind fuck because you're like, I'm used to myself a certain way. And now I'm finding myself like not operating with that same level of discernment. And that can feel like it compromises your self-integrity a little bit, right? But you can always turn the car around. You can always get back on it and it's going to be uncomfortable, but this is how the resilience develops. So now I'm finding myself like just a lot more present. I'm able to breathe. I'm able to be so mindful, which I had, like I said, lost it a little bit um, to that degree, right? So I think that that's the first thing when we talk about this is like, it's going to take a level of mindfulness, preparation and presence that you're not used to right now. And it's also opportunity for you to dive into why you want to eat when you're not hungry and your habits and your loops will come clear to you real quick. (laughs) Day one, meal one, whatever it is. So what I just talked about now at the beginning was like, I think the most important and something for you to look at. Um, if this is your goal and you know, it's something that will, that you will, this skill will, you will take with you for the rest of your life. Um, so really important thing, um, and something to realize, uh, something else that I've been doing is I've been intermittent fasting and I hesitated to talk about this because, I know that people get up in arms about fasting and like, oh, I should do it. And there's nothing special about intermittent fasting other other than the fact that it might help you create more of a calorie deficit because you're not eating for part of the day. So I just try to delay my breakfast. That's all I'm doing. I am trying to eat around 11. Uh, if I'm up, if I'm like starving in the morning, then I will eat like a small snack, like maybe 200 calories. Usually my go-to snack is like half of a banana or apple with peanut butter uh, and then some yogurt and honey and maybe a little dried fruit. So like something that will like get me through my workout or a walk or a run. Um, and I will then maybe not eat until noon or so. Uh, again, I eat when I'm hungry. Um, but I do try to delay it so that my window of eating, like I'm obviously calorie deficit, you're eating less calories. My window of eating, uh, is shortened a little bit. Therefore, I have, I can like put more stuff like mid and later in the day. Something else that's been helping is pre-planning my day, uh, including foods that I love daily. So the foods that I'm having right now are like toast with butter uh, and jam, cream cheese. I'm doing my salmon bagel. I'm doing a lot of waffles. Uh, No, sorry, not waffles, pancakes. (laughs) My waffle iron is packed in my stuff. Um, I am doing really like sexy yogurt bowls. I never thought I'd put those words together, but here we are. Um, I am doing uh, the Trader Joe's peanut butter cups as like a little treat, 60 calories. Uh, Yasso bars sometimes. Um, I I just haven't had them on hand, so I haven't eaten them this past week. Uh, I've been eating the Eat Dough, D-E-U-X, cookie dough. I have about an ounce of that. It's like 100 calories, cereal, cinnamon checks. Very good. 
I've also been doing Honey Nut Cheerios, even though like this thing came out recently about the fertility. I don't want to get pregnant, but you know, it. we'll see. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to keep eating them. Um, not to fear monger or anything. Uh, I am doing cheese. I am doing, you know, deli, turkey and cheese lettuce wraps. Um, I am doing a lot of canned salmon and tuna veggies. Uh, so like it's mixed, right? It's like stuff that I, that is like indulgent. It feels good to me. And then other stuff that is low calorie and, you know, really trying to have a lot of volume, a lot of veggies, a lot of fruits, because that is what's going to help fill you up. Um, so that's practical. And I encourage you to have something that you love every single day. Uh, baked goods for me right now are not like the best. The other day I had a half of a cupcake and I tracked it and it was fine. But like those, that's something that like macros make you see like, oh, it's expensive. Like one cupcake is like over 500 calories. And again, not to vilify it, but it's like, oh, I could have like, I'm going to be hungry in one second. I could also have a big meal that's going to leave me full for hours. And that's like what the discernment is, right? Uh, same thing with like my banana bars. Like I haven't been eating them that much over the last three weeks because like a tiny one is like 220 calories. I usually have one the day I make them, I have three. So it's like when I'm not in the deficit. Um, so I'll have like three or four. <laughs> it's like a thousand calories, but like that's like significant part of my day. So like my maintenance is usually like 22, 2300-ish. 2200 in my bulk, I was eating close to like 24, 25 uh, ish. Uh, definitely when I was in Europe, I was doing that uh, and in Jordan. Um, and my deficit has been around, I've been doing like 1850. So it's about 15% or so. And even that is like uh, adherence is like, I need to be mindful for that. Um, so just remember that like, I'll talk about what I'm going to say in a second or what I was going to say. Another thing to say is that eating out is tough. Like I, the days I know I'm eating out or going to somebody's house to eat and I want to stay consistent, I have to change the rest of my day. And like, this is just like real talk in the sense of like, I have to change, can maybe have my breakfast and then um, my lunch, I just try to have like protein and fiber, like something small to shift a lot of those calories to dinner, dinner being uncertain, especially like if you're sharing with somebody that is tough, like you never really know exactly what's in the food. So I try to like just go on hunger cues uh, when I do that. But it's, it's, it's not as easy as being in maintenance. And I think that that is just something to remember and something to expect. Um, so I've been trying to go out to eat like once a week, maybe sometimes twice a week. Uh, and, you know, speak up when you need to. And, um, you know, like the other day, my mom made brunch and had just a bunch of calorie dense things. And I just told her like, hey, I just want to have my yogurt bowl. <laughs> and like, that was fine that day. I also like wasn't going to feel the same when I did that. So doing this has also made me more sensitive and heightened to um, like how foods make me feel. And I'm just eating a lot more veggies and fruits. And that's what feels really good right now. Uh, workouts might feel different also. So like I notice on some of my runs, like feeling a little slower and just knowing that like right now is not the time. Like you have to know what your goal is. If your goal is performance, a deficit is not really going to get you there, you know, unless you're like a new, you know, if you're new to lifting. Um, and that's just like what it is. 
right now. Like it, I will come back <laughs> to maintenance, but right now my goal is fat loss and being in the deficit. And I just accept that. And I'm, I'm staying consistent in my lifting and also like not making huge strength craziness, you know, and I will be back to it and that's okay. The next thing is that you control the pace. So for example, eating 1850 is like a, a pretty like average pace, like half to 1% of weight loss a week ish. Uh, for me, that would be about 1.3 ish pounds a week uh, and low end, like half pound a week. If you want that to go faster, remember, like if I wanted it to go faster, like if I wanted to lose like two pounds, I would probably have to eat 1600 calories, which is very hard for me to adhere to. Um, And the reason I'm able to do this is because my metabolism is in a place where I have a high maintenance and I have muscle on my frame. Another plug for sweet heat and blossom body. Those are the things that got me there along with all the lifting that I did beforehand. But if you're new to lifting, you can get those programs and it will help you do that and help you get better maintenance and just know that it takes time. Like I've been on this journey for years. So know that you control the pace and you have to accept the pace. Like, okay, if I don't want to eat 1600, then I can't expect to lose two pounds, you know? And then if I want, if I don't like just losing a pound a week, then I'm going to have to accept that I'm going to have to eat 1600 and I'm going to have to accept the level of mindfulness and hunger that is involved in that. And like, it kind of sucks, you know, and I don't like being in a deficit. Like, let me just say it like, but I do like the results. So it's like, you know, some days I'm like, I don't want to, you know, but I'm like, I want the results and I'm like being a baby. But then I'm like, no, this is what you want. You want to feel better. And you want to get to the place where you feel your absolute best. And this is what it requires. And I think just taking the emotion out of it is key because it does work. Like these things do work if you work them, just like AA and recovery. Uh, The next thing is that fluctuations are normal. Spikes are normal up or down. You have to look at trends. I do like daily or three times a week weigh-ins, having more than once a week. Because if not, if you only weigh yourself once a week, you're so nervous to get on the scale And then if it doesn't say what you want, like you're crushed, you know? So I think exposure to the scale can be uh, good because if not, I don't know, I feel like there's some self-deception that happens in there. And if you don't weigh yourself and it feels great, like obviously continue to do that. But for me, it is helpful to weigh. It keeps me honest, especially through the deficit. Because it's like when we do this, it's like easy to slide, you know? I have been, again, like just going out more and doing more stuff. And it's easy in those moments to just be like, oh, I'm just going to like have, you know, two drinks and like, which, you know, I don't really drink that much and I haven't been drinking as much, but like, it's just so easy to just like let loose. And then I'm like, nope, because you want to feel good. And like, if I do that repeatedly, it's just kind of easy to slide, right? Lastly is to set your expectations, right? Like you will have to be consistent for a while, uh, likely three weeks before you start to feel totally different, which is why I've I've waited to record this until right now, because I have learned so much. And it just, like I shared in my Instagram post, like it just hits different when you are doing things yourself. And I do think as always that the journey of transformation, the journey of weight loss, the journey of being in a deficit can obviously 
don't take this as me saying everybody wants to lose weight or that you should lose weight or that you need to restrict. That is not that. I am talking about like being as mindful as possible and how that can be a tool to spiritual transformation. And it's more so like telling yourself the truth and knowing that you can handle discomfort, which this is inherently uncomfortable. Let me know if you have any questions about this. I am happy to talk about it more and I will continue sharing my journey. Uh, If you have, again, a question or something you want me to talk about on the podcast, please send me a DM at Ashley K. Pardo. Let me know. Um, I would also love if you left a review. I would appreciate it so much. It's been a couple months since we got a review and um, I am so grateful for all of your listens. I see the downloads and I am just so grateful. But until the next one, I'm sending you a ton of love and I will talk to you. I said it wrong. on the next one. Bye everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Satisfied. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram where I post content every single day at Ashley K Pardo. If you enjoyed the show, I'd super appreciate it if you left a rating and a review on iTunes and or Spotify. If you have a question that you want to be answered on the show, or you just want to say hi, send me a DM on Instagram. I love hearing from and connecting with you because you're the whole reason that I do the show. I hope that you find satisfaction wherever you are. Today.